Welcome to Gutsy Matters Podcast, brought to you by storednaturally.com. I'm Wendy Allen. And I'm Helen Reynolds. Gutsy Matters Podcast is for independent thinkers who aren't afraid to stand out from the crowd. Our conversations are with people who, like us, are willing to create something they believe in, something that helps us all to live more sustainably, more consciously, and with greater connection. We're delighted you're joining us to discover, uncover, and create opportunities and perspectives about health, wealth, and sustainable living. Today, it is our great pleasure to be chatting with Chrissy Ballinger, who believes she was put on this planet to make a difference and she intends on doing just that. We're anticipating a conversation full of energy. Chrissy has a great love for life and spreads loving gratitude in all that she does. Let us tell you a little bit about her. Chrissy is an author, an entrepreneur, a mum, and a passionate advocate for healthy living, dedicated to helping you live a life less toxic. Simply put, her mission is to inspire you to live a natural life, free from avoidable toxins, and that aligns so well with our philosophy at Stored Naturally. Chrissy wants to see a world where people make conscious, educated decisions that honour both humans and habitat. With a background in education and health promotion, she devotes her time to passionately increasing awareness on common and avoidable toxins in everyday items like washing powder and deodorant, and to educate individuals on how they can easily reduce their daily exposure through simple and realistic do-it-yourself ideas and recipes. Chrissy's books include her award-winning, naturally-inspired, simple DIY recipes for body care and cleaning, and her newly released kids' book, Make and Play, Natural DIY Recipes for Kids. She offers honest and gentle guidance, education, and 100-plus natural DIY recipes on her website, The Inspired Little Pot. So welcome, Chrissy. It's great to have you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So we're going to just kick off with asking a little bit about the idea that was behind The Inspired Little Pot, how it came about, and what you were doing that led you to inspire people to change their lives for the better. Where do I start? I just, as you say, I'm, I've trained in education, health promotion. That's where I began, you know, went to uni and decided I've, I've always wanted to teach people how to live better lives. So I did that with kids for quite a while until I had my own and then realised I had nothing in my tank for other people's children because mine sucked it all out of me. So, um, you know, for me it was I needed to continue to educate people and how was I going to do that. And I think as a mother too, I became a lot more aware of what, you know, all of a sudden you have kids and you go, I couldn't possibly put that on my child or I couldn't, you know, possibly um, reduce my child's chance of having the most healthy and fulfilling life. And, um, you know, we seem to care a lot more about our kids than we do about ourselves sometimes. That catapulted me to the next level. And to be honest, the actual idea for what I'm doing now wasn't, a, a moment of it wasn't like I had an epiphany or a, a serious health issue that set me down that path. I just woke up to what was inside what we were using. I was already very mindful of food and nutrition and all of that stuff. But in terms of what was going on our skin and around our bodies and in what things we were inhaling, um, 
and just woke up to it, had a look at the ingredients on the back of the packet and went, oh, what is even, what is this stuff? You know, I, le- I knew how to read food labels, but what is in this? And once I started researching, I thought, oh, so a lot of alarm bells and red flags and not necessarily, you know, all of it being negative what I was seeing, but just I have this need to know. I'm so curious. So, mm. you know, once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. And a lot of what I was learning I was like, oh, okay, I'm not sure about that. I don't know how I feel. And research is, you know, sometimes um, quite negative. Other times it's just on the fence. And I think, well, I don't really want to take chances while they find out because there are a lot of of cases in history where we've used things very freely and then all of a sudden everyone wakes up and goes, oh, yeah, whoops, we've made a big mistake. Let's recall this. Let's let's stop using this. Let's ban this. So. I figured, why take chances when you can just do stuff yourself? I mean, if our grandparents were figuring it out and, you know, our grandparents' grandparents, they were doing it without all of these chemical products. Why do we have this need to use all of this stuff? I don't, I didn't get it. So <laughs> I just went along my merry way and started telling people and it just continued to grow because clearly there is a need for it and there is um, a growing awareness and people are starting to wake up. So... Yeah, in in a kind of roundabout way, that's where it all began. But that's pretty much you just summed up how I came to feel about plastic wrapped around my food, and mm. and just listening to you, I was like, yes, I did that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just another thing, isn't it? Just I think plastic came about a lot of a lot of the issues I think we're seeing these days have come about because we have this insane need for convenience I don't know who taught us that who taught us that we needed things to be quick and easy and last forever things that shouldn't last forever you know bread should not last forever that is not normal (laughs) food should not last forever that is not normal okay you can preserve things and you know there are certain foods you can extend shelf life on but why are we adding so much stuff to everything and having it last forever and why are people so sad when you know their celery only lasts a week or two it's not supposed to you know what I mean like you guys obviously have a product that's helping fresh food last longer and that's amazing and you're doing it the right way but wrapping things in plastic that's not the way to go so yeah convenience is I think at the core of all of our problems um, as a society and as a you know human population and a quick and easy solution you know it's easier to grab something that's quick and easy and you know it's nearly like the the food where we went through the stage of you know you buy it off the shelf add water and and cook it sort of thing that that, um and nobody sort of thought yeah thought about or looked on the list of ingredients of what actually was in it and all the rest of it so yeah it's um yeah really really unfortunate but I think as you say that the tide's changing in terms of people being more aware and 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 things like your book uh, obviously is a great way for people to to look at alternatives and how they can get around that and make it themselves yeah I think for just on that I think for a long time we assumed that someone else had our best interests at heart and if something was sold on a shelf in a formal way so you're not at a little market vendor on the side of a street but in a big supermarket or pharmacy we just assumed that someone else had our back and that how could they possibly let a ingredient or a chemical or anything into that bottle if it wasn't 
safe. And then kind of people have started to ask questions. So you're watching the company scramble to change their marketing, not always change their formula, but just change what they put on the bottle so that we're a little, you know, we feel like, oh, okay, well, we can trust them again because they're telling us it's not including this, 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 and this, or they're not telling you what is what is actually in there. Yeah, like <laughs> but, the old um, no added MSG line. <laughs> exactly. And like, like you know, we, we all know that just because it says that doesn't mean that there's not already, you know, exactly. and, you know, MSG is hiding under a million different names anyway. But, yep. yeah, I think we're all just um, – there is a greater awareness, but because companies are getting clever as well, we, we need to stay on our toes. So we need to just strip it back, get simplify things, just step back a little bit, and then we'll just fix everything, I believe. <laughs> that easy. <laughs> that easy. Yeah. That, yeah, simplify things is exactly that, isn't it? It's it's about s- simplifying our lives, simplifying what we eat, the ingredients that yeah. go into things because if you look on the back of a lot of things that you actually purchase, the list is as long as your, as your arm and half the things you yeah. don't even know what they are. Yeah, there's no yeah. Yeah, simple ingredients in a lot of things. Absolutely. Which leads us right into the next question. How, what tips would you give people to start reducing their toxin exposure? Uh, I, I, again, the, the most obvious answer is to just strip it back, so use less stuff. And I think that, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. Gosh, I'm human as well. But back in the day, I had so many different products. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know yes. why I had so many different products when, when now I realise that you only really need a handful of ingredients uh, to kind of do all of that and so if if you're starting out look at what you're using the most um, and what's in it and so if you're using a lot of it and what's in it isn't great well that's a great place to start find an alternative and it doesn't have to be difficult you don't need to replace you know every single lotion and cleaning spray and scrub and product that you have it's just it's more about you know a simple foaming hand wash can be I use it as um, a body wash, a hand wash, face wash. I use it to wash my dishes. It can just do so much. So, you know, we're stripping things right back, right there. Um, And probably as well as simplifying, you know, just being aware of what you are picking up and putting in your trolley. Do you really need it? Is there a better option? And, you know, I pride myself on... I feel like simplicity is the word of the day, but just keeping things really easy and not overcomplicating it with lots of different ingredients that go in, um, you know, the DIY recipes that you're making, just using the same handful of ingredients to make lots of different things um, and just replacing things, you know, if, if you don't want to go straight into um, overhauling everything, I actually highly advise you don't just throw everything out because then we get into these panic modes where we go oh my god I have no shampoo someone said I could use egg and then you've got eggs because you use hot water you know just take it easy like you know sit back and assess it and go right either I'm going to look at what I use a lot of or I'm going to just start replacing things that run out with better choices and if it's not DIY to start with then it could just be a better option that's already available to us. We just need to know how to find it, how to look for it. I hope that answers the question. I tend to talk myself 
into down like different rabbit holes and um, oh no it's fine and I think it's really good <laughs> advice because I think I went into the overhaul um, years ago way too fast and you know if I look back and I'm really honest I probably wasted a heap of money you know throwing out uh, toxic products sure that costs money um, but uh, also buying too many replacement products or t- trying too many products, uh, you know, if, if, I'd, if I'd taken all of that easier, which is exactly what you're suggesting, uh, it probably would have been a smoother, less expensive, less stressful experience. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just just on that when, when you ask, like, where's that aside from all the things I just said, I reckon in terms of your own exposure and your own health, the best place to start is going to be with things that stay on your skin. So if you have wash-off products like shampoo or even hand wash, things like that, not great, but, you know, you can be a bit more lenient with those. But things they're putting on our skin like perfumes and body cream, stuff that's sitting on our skin or things we're soaking our children in, in the bath, <laughs> that's a great place to start if you want to see, you know, pretty quick, um, you know, reduction in your exposure to you know, harmful, potentially harmful ingredients. Mm. So what sort of ingredients are needed for your recipes and, and are they items that most people would have in their homes or uh, and if they're not, are they easy to access? You know, you're saying just yeah. start start small and, and things that you use for, for several different purposes. Yeah, it depends where you're looking to go. So I would say starting with cleaning, which is where most people start when they're on this journey. It's, it's pretty straightforward because you can make a very easy cleaning spray with um, by soaking, you know, orange, lemon, mandarin peels, citrus peels in vinegar for a few weeks and it just makes a really awesome, potent, effective cleaning spray that you could literally use on everything. So I will spot clean my floors. You can clean your, your benches and your surfaces and your kitchens and all that kind of stuff. So that's really easy. Things like bicarb, citric acid, salt, all staple ingredients in DIY and a lot of the time they're common things people have in their pantries. I would say that you're best off buying in bulk because you're going to save a lot of money. You know, when I think about citric acid as the best example, you know, bicarb salt comes comes pretty cheaply, um, you know, even at the supermarket. But Things like citric acid, it's about $2 something for a tiny little 75-gram um, container. And I use it in a lot of recipes. It is so great. at You can sprinkle it on your sink, you know, in your bathrooms. And now, <laughs> another step back. When you go to natural DIY and you're using a foaming hand wash that doesn't have detergents and degreases in it, sometimes you can see a build-up of um, scum on your bathroom sink maybe a little quicker than you would if you were using your ordinary mainstream stuff so um, rather than you know switch to something that prevents that we could just sprinkle a little bit of citric acid onto a sponge and it will come off in about 30 seconds flat so citric acid is something you want a lot of and that's what you need to buy in bulk and there are so many places that sell it now in bulk bulk food stores you know in your local shopping center they're everywhere now otherwise I do have an extensive list of um, suppliers on my website that um, and a lot of them have discount codes as well for people to use so if they're looking for ingredients that can go there um, and skincare a little bit little bit more um, niche because you need things like shea butter and beeswax and 
carrier oils, which can be as simple as olive oil, but you can step it up and maybe go to rosehip or jojoba oil. And um, can be a little bit harder to find, but again, once once you you know decide that this is the route you want to go down, then you commit to it and you go right. I'm going to find out where I can buy it. A lot of places sell it all in one one spot, and so you know you grab your staples and then you set for ages because they cross over into most recipes. So um, it's really quite economical too when you consider how much your average person spends on cleaning products and beauty products, you know, um, personal care, you know, when you compare it to what you're spending on DIY ingredients, it is um, a lot cheaper in the long run and less packaging, which is great. Yes. And a good idea to, as you suggest, buy in bulk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so often with those cleaning products, we're paying a lot for a bottle of water and a little bit of chemical. Yeah. I mean, I'm not advocating that at all, but I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of not so much active ingredient and a lot of water. Mm, oh, absolutely. And there are a lot of um, a lot of companies now who are trying to do the right thing, who are selling just the refill concentrate that so you add your own water to it because you're paying for that water. You're paying then also for the chemical preservatives to preserve that water so it stays on your shelf for two years, which is, you know, obviously the direction that I head in. I try to avoid all of that and just make smaller batches more often and we avoid the need for all of those preservatives. But, yeah, you look at packets and you, you look at the first ingredient and so many times it is in and this is body lotions and cleaning sprays and liquid detergents and all of that. The first ingredient aqua almost all the time with those. So, you know, what else is in that bottle? You're paying for it to be shipped to you with that weight, but, you know, what else are they putting in there to make that water last? Because we know that water breeds. Um, nasties. So, especially when it's on your shelf for two years. I never forget my mum. I went to my mum. My mum was in Melbourne. I'm in Perth, and um, I went to visit her, and I found this um, body no face lotion. I think it was that was used by. I think it had best before whatever the date on it was like. I reckon it was early 2000s, and I, this was only a couple of years ago. And I was out of curiosity. I thought I'm just gonna squirt this and see what it looks like or you know open the bottle it looked exactly as it is that I remember seeing it like 15 years earlier and I could not believe like what was in that like that product because I know myself if I leave something on it in a bottle for longer than six months it's going to start you know turning it's going to change it's going to look a little different no it looks exactly the same (laughs) so that is a concern for a body lotion that has uh, or a face lotion that has water in it yeah so doubling back to food, you know that we're really passionate about reducing food contact plastic, um, especially mm. for fresh, fresh produce. So do, what concerns do you have about food contact plastic? We just thought you might have some interesting opinions. Uh, I think the biggest concern I have is just society's reliance on it because, you know, the more the more we – buy it, the more we use it, the more they think we want it. They continue to wrap stuff in it. It drives me mental that any fresh produce, um, particularly fruit and veg that come with its own natural <laughs> wrapping. So bananas, you know, have their own wrapping. Why are their portions in plastic? Why are we buying bags of bananas, um, apples, all of that stuff? So the biggest issue I have is our reliance on it and our blood and attitude towards it and people who will take plastic bags off their rollers and, you know, fill it with 
three nectarines. I don't get it. Um, and But I also realise that a lot of these people are completely unaware and, and the first step is education, which is exactly what you guys are doing. It's what I'm doing. It's what so many awesome people out there are doing. But um, the chemicals in the plastics, they're making contact with the food that we're then eating and digesting. Do people think that it just just like we just handle it? To some extent, yes, our bodies are amazing and they're going to do everything in our bodies are going to do everything that they can to keep us alive and thriving. But at some point in time, it's going to tip negatively and it's going to seriously affect us and, you know, our future generations because our, you know, all of the baby-making parts, you know, everything we have in us, it, it's going to pass on to future generations. And heating, oh, my gosh, when I watch <laughs> those ads and there's plastic containers and they've gone straight in the microwave because it's so easy and convenient and it's okay because we have this low-fat, nutritionally balanced meal in plastic that you put in the microwave and fry. I don't understand it. That is has to change. It has to change. So... It, yeah, I mean, everything you, you guys are about is just amazing. Like, store our food in a way that not only is going to save you money, because when you're storing your food in those reusable bags, they're going to last longer. They're going to be, food's going to be fresher. It's going to retain more nutrients. It's not going to have all the nasties leaching to it, you know, from the plastic you put your snow peas in. So, and you guys use hemp, that's right, isn't it, for your yeah, yes, that's right. bags? Yeah, oh, so great. And cotton, oh, cotton is just so overproduced in the wrong way and it's really sad stories, isn't it, just the amount of chemicals that are going into the production of that. Better than plastic, but still hemp is, like, awesome. So well done, you. That's <laughs> what I think. Everyone needs to get these bags to store their food longer because then we're spending less at the supermarket and, you know, that's what we're all worried about too, isn't it, just, being able to afford to eat well so you're making it easy and cheap for people <laughs> it's a no-brainer it's about saving money as well because if you throw out less you're saving money you're not buying it to throw out I mean it's the statistics of on food waste of how much we actually throw out you know it's 13% of our weekly shop we're throwing in the bin so you may as well get your money and just put it straight in the bin and don't bother going to the shop <laughs> absolutely like absolutely like if someone said to you right now just take this $25 and cut it in half, no one would ever do that. <laughs> so they'll happily go to the shops and they'll buy stuff they're not going to, you know, perishable food they're not going to eat or they'll, they'll buy the spinach and they'll leave it in these plastic bags and it goes all slimy. It's, they're essentially just cutting up their money and throwing it in the bin. It's crazy. Absolutely. With the Inspired Little Pot website and obviously your um, Naturally Inspired books, which have amazing DIY recipes for, as you said before, body and skin care to cleaning and outdoors and also fun things to get the kids involved with. So do you have a simple DIY recipe that perhaps our listeners can start with straight away? I have about 400. I don't yes. know where to start. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I, I really can't just stop at one because – but I will if, if But you can give us a couple. It. No, that's fine. Yeah. Probably so, not look, 400, I mean, but a, few, a couple. <laughs> okay. 
the situation is definitely one that I mentioned earlier that's a great place to start because it just does everything. Uh, something really simple too is just washing your face with oil, which sounds ridiculous. But if you massage something as simple as olive oil all over your face each night, it will remove makeup, it will dissolve dirt, and then a hot face washer, wet face washer to take it all off means you're not having to moisturize afterwards either. It is just such a great, easy, I mean, it almost sounds like a cop to call it DIY because, you know, it's just oil, it's not actually a recipe. <laughs> but it works, it's brilliant. You could drop a couple of essential oil, like a couple of drops of lavender or something into it, couldn't you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now we've got DIY. There we go. So there, you know. I mean, my actual oil cleansing recipe would also use avocado oil and olive oil, but I find sometimes people go, what, how many many ingredients do I need? So keep it as simple as possible, olive oil will do the trick. Um, And then something like washing powder, you would use a tablespoon of DIY washing powder per load once you get, you know, rid of the notion that, we need our clothes to smell a certain way because those artificial fragrances is probably, it is my number one ingredient to avoid, avoid when it comes to uh, purchasing things. So anything that says fragrance, perfume, ditch it, leave it. No one, they won't even tell you what's in that stuff. So um, why take the chance? And it sticks to your clothes and it, you know, I actually went away on the weekends and slept in an Airbnb bed that had been laundered, obviously, with a fabric softener. Because when I got home and put those pyjamas back on, my daughter gave me a hug. She's 11. And she said, are, you, are these your clothes? Because they, they smell. And I was like, oh, my God. She's so possessive of fake smell that just the, me sleeping in someone else's sheets that had fabric softener, been washed and rinsed in fabric softener, then transferred onto my clothes and I'm assuming my skin. So... It just goes to show, you know, how potent these things are. But using um, your own washing, well, fabric softener can just be straight vinegar. Um, but washing powder, you know, ingredients like washing soda and salt and borax and coconut. So it's such an easy, I won't give you quantities because it's difficult to keep track of when, you know, when you're listening like this. But if these recipes are on my website, washing powder is such an easy thing to make that lasts you indefinitely. So there's no... Um, there's a lot less risk, I suppose, because it's not going to go, it's not going to turn if you don't use it. You can just take your time. Um, but for kids, I just have to say, I posted just yesterday, which by the time this gets out, you might have to scroll back a few posts, but on a simple soapy dough recipe for kids, it's like Play-Doh, but you can take it into the bath with you and it's just arrowroot or corn flour and liquid castile soap mixed together and it makes the most pliable, stretchy, fun dough that kids will ever use. So um, that is a really great place, you know, for kids to um, to start with a little bit of fun DIY as well that's not toxic plastic wrap, glittery slime that you can get from the supermarket or, you know, convenience store shelves. That's a great idea. Yeah. You probably won't get them out of the bath then. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, leave the bubble bath in the cupboard and use this instead. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. That leads us nicely into your course, Become a Label Detective, So, which I'm presuming will kind of sum up our conversation quite nicely, really. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what people will learn in the, in the course? Yeah, so um, I believe we have a 
discount offer for your listeners to use if they'd like to do this course, but it's a short seven-day course. And I basically just teach you how to become an educated shopper. And like I said before, I think it, it starts with awareness, like becoming curious and actually asking questions and being aware of what in your trolley. So um, picking up a packet and looking at the label and actually being able to understand what that label is telling you is key and that's what I do. So um, learn how to read the labels, identify, quickly identify the nasty ingredients. You know, when you create a little short list of 10, say 10 ingredients that um, now there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of chemicals that could be used, but if you create a short list of the 10 common vendors, it's very easy to scan through something and identify one nasty that you go, okay, if it's got that, I'm not using it. So you can put it back down. It's quite easy. But I also understand that we need alternatives. So I have um, information on, I've taken a lot of photos of labels from the supermarkets and pharmacies and I've highlighted ingredients that I'd be watching and avoiding. Um, but I've also got alternatives. So not only DIY alternatives, but any available mainstream commercial alternatives you know for people who aren't ready to DIY because I'm very realistic and I understand that it's impossible to do it all 100% mm. so we pick our battles and if you know 80 20 is something I stick by you know 80% of the time do the best that you can do and be lenient because stress is not good for anybody so mm. in that 20% if you know you love um you absolutely love a certain body lotion and you will not give it up, don't give it up, but look at everything else and reduce your exposure because, you know, that gives our bodies a bit more of a chance to keep up with the other stuff and the stuff we can't avoid that's around us all of the time. Um, so, yeah, I really just try to teach you how to make better choices and what tools are available so that, you know, you're able to actually make those better choices. So is it an online course or is it via email yeah. messages or like? No, it's, it's, it's online. So it's fully, you have full access yep. to it indefinitely. So it, I do space it out over seven days worth of content that you get reminded of each day to jump in and check out. But you can also go back and forth as much as you please um, race ahead. I've done a lot of online courses where they're limited in how long you can access and it's very, you've got to be committed for a certain period of time and be available to attend stuff live but virtually and um, I just think this information I've written it already so there's no loss to me to have people come in and out as they please as they're ready to learn stuff um, and the feedback's been amazing so I'm really glad that I have that resource available to people and at full price it's only $29 which makes it a crazy bargain maybe I should charge more so people <laughs> think it's better than it <laughs> $29 makes it sound cheap but I did that on purpose because I know those are people who who would be into this is my age and my age usually have kids and they're busy and money can be a factor so I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. And it's such a great idea that people can come and go because, yeah, as you say, you live busy lives with children and everything else that's happening in your life, if, if you have to be on there every day, 
for seven days, yeah. you know, that's restrictive as well. So that's a really great idea and a great opportunity. Yeah. And, and we thank you really, very much for kindly offering our listeners a very special offer, which is a 50% discount off that um, Become a Label Detective course. So all the information and the coupon code and the time limit of how long that's going to be available for will be on our podcast show notes which for this episode which is on storednaturally.com so um, people can access the code there um, is probably the best way to do it so yeah that's a really great way to start as well and and once you go get into the course I'm sure once you learn about the chemicals and how nasty they are then they'll be on to um, the recipes that are on your website and in your book and everything as well. Mm, once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. So <laughs> you have to do something with it then. Absolutely. So the first step. And I think, you know, even just when you go to, to buy anything, just turn over the packaging, look at the list of ingredients. And if it's mm. really long, you can bet that there's all sorts of things in there that probably shouldn't be there and shouldn't be on your skin or in your house or whatever. So, yeah, that's a, a great start. So um, our recommendation is for everybody to do the course and, and then um, get it, get to the next step of starting into their journey of making their own and, and having a really hard look at what they're using. In regards to um, your books, as we said, you've got the um, the Naturally Inspired book and also your recently released book, the, the Make and Play book for kids. So can you just tell us a little bit more about that book and what, what's in it and what's the best way to get children involved? Obviously, that making the, the bath soapy dough um, is a great way, but I'm sure there's lots of other things in that book and it'll be a really great resource for parents as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wrote Naturally Inspired because I wanted just like a one-stop book for all aspects of home and body and then I thought you know it's the kids we really need to target with this because they're our future leaders they're the ones who I mean firstly they're the ones who have to put up with the mess that we've made and when I say we I don't mean you and I I mean everybody else (laughs) the rest of the world um so we need to sort of fix it and how do we fix it but educate these young, impressionable green minds who literally, you know, naturally look for the best in everything. So it really gets me excited. I mean, I have an almost nine and 11-year-old and they, I just, you know, really, I don't sit them down and go, right, the world is in trouble and everything's terrible I just kind of you know sprinkle sprinkle it here and there like oh wouldn't it be really great if you know we always remembered our own cups when we went to the shops and you wanted a juice or you know wouldn't it be great if we just made our own hand wash instead of buying it just little things like that until it became normal and anyway I want to put it all into a place where kids would pick it up and go, oh, my gosh, this looks like so much fun. And if it's so much fun to make it and it's easy to make your own lip balm, they're going to make it. So, But they need us. They need us. They need the grown-ups to, to, to cause set them on the path. And obviously with the book, they need access to it. So, you know, it is it is, I mean, it is available. Um, it will soon be available in big department stores. So if you – Take them there. They could have a flick through it and get excited that way. But otherwise, yeah, it's available on my website for um, people to buy and lots of lists, you know, of other businesses that are stocking it. But so many recipes for, you know, Play-Doh and soap and 
moisturizing donut moisturizing bars and even just little ideas like making confetti out of fallen leaves rather than buying it or you know kids just like have so much fun with that stuff so you know, as well as educating them um i want them to have fun while they're at it because that's what they'll remember and then they won't realize they've learned something and that they're doing something you know with it they'll just be like this is so much fun and yeah that's 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 probably the book in a nutshell. It's just it's fun education for kids, but it's going to have huge uh, benefits and positive impacts on the planet if more people get children involved. Sounds amazing. Sounds yeah. absolutely amazing. It does. Yep. <laughs> Which leads us into your website. Can you let us know how people can find you so they can get the links to, to buy the book and or to have a look at the DIY recipes because you have um, quite a lot of free recipes all on your website as well. Or oh, the Label Detective short course. And the, yes, Become a Label Detective course with the Gutsy Matters podcast code that you'll get from our website. Yeah, well, you can find me at theinspirelittlepot.com.au or on all of your usual social media channels under the handle at theinspirelittlepot. And, um, but I do, I have, so as well as, you know, my books and course online, I have free ebooks, um, so many free recipes, lots of blogs to give you information and inspire you. There's a lot, there's no need to make, you know, a financial commitment to anything because if you cruise around for a bit, you'll see that there's so much free information there that can really just open your eyes to things and give you a few little tips that will, I think, greatly improve the quality of life and the you know in positive impact that you'll make it, it's um yeah, it doesn't have to be difficult and my my mission is to show people that it can be really easy to go so natural and um and diy it doesn't it doesn't need to be hard so yeah so i'd invite everyone to go and check it out anyway and um and see what what it's all about and and get get into it it's a good space to be in. Well, we encourage everyone to do the same because, you know, clearly everything you do comes from the same philosophy as what we do, but, but you know, it just comes through in every fibre of your being. So it, it's a great resource. So thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great chatting with you today. I think we could chat on about all sorts of things all day, but uh, we <laughs> we know that you're you're busy and we don't want to hold you up either. So thank you so much for um, letting us know all that information and congratulations on what you've done to date with your your wonderful books and websites and being so generous in in all the free offers that you make um, with all the recipes and things for people to access. Because as you say, it's um, it's about educating people and people understand. How, how simple it is and keep it simple is is a really good way a really good message so thanks so much Chrissy we've really enjoyed uh, having a chat to you today oh thank you so much for having me and and also just for going out of your way I mean I think people don't realize that things like this get done purely because you have a passion for it and it's nice to be given a platform to share my message because you know even if I influence one person, having listened to this podcast, that, that's awesome because that one person will influence another and it's just it's a chain reaction. So it's a total honour to be invited onto this podcast. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thanks so much. If you've enjoyed this conversation and know people who'd be interested in knowing more about this topic, then show them you care and send them the link to this podcast. 
keep up with our Gutsy Matters conversations, subscribe and share with your friends. For extras, follow Stored Naturally on Facebook and Instagram. Gutsy Matters podcast is brought to you by Stored Naturally. We are the creators of the all-natural hemp fresh produce enhancer for longer-lasting and healthier fresh food kept in the fridge. Available at storednaturally.com.